Welcome to Games Hub, a crypto talk show with investors, influencers, and remarkable personalities. Hello and welcome to Games Hub, a crypto talk show with our investors, partners, and remarkable personalities. I'm Constantine Kogan, co-founder of Gamespad. We're excited to welcome a very special guest today, Ganesh Kampela, who's founding investment partner at Taiki Blockchain uh, Block Ventures. Um, he's a software programmer turned into entrepreneur and an investor. Ganesh invested in 50 plus companies and, you know, been space since 2016. Uh, and from the notable like ecosystems, they invested in like Ethereum, Ripple, Tezos, Aave, Polkadot, who's an ex-CTO on iStatic Record EMR, a healthcare SaaS serving 6 million plus patients across North America, the ex-founder of ShineWeb Services, enterprise software development company in India with many Fortune 500 clients. And today we're going to talk about evolution and adoption of uh, blockchain in the UAE. Hi, Ganesh. And welcome to Games Hub. Glad to be here, man. <laughs> likewise, likewise. I mean, I, I really briefly summarize your background. I'm sure there's more into it, but Maybe you can tell us a little bit, like you know, about your background. What what made what made Web three exciting for you? Why did you decided to actually go from a traditional Web two successful career and jump into blockchain? So I think it all started in two thousand sixteen. I read the Ethereum white paper. I was working in a healthcare tech startup, and we really wanted to build things on Ethereum. We weren't able to. Uh, we tested it out. We tried it out. We built a few prototypes and stuff, but it never went full scale at that previous company that I was working at. Uh, and I was too much glued into Ethereum smart contracts and literally building things on Web3. So I eventually started investing heavily into Ethereum. And during the ICO boom, I think I invested in like 50 or so companies. Uh, it was really fruitful for me. I eventually I quit my job. And I think I suddenly, from an engineer and a builder, I suddenly started thinking as an investor. And I just jumped on to the Web3 bandwagon. And since then, I have been into Web3 investing full-time. Nice. Yeah, that's, uh, that's how a lot of people start. They got excited about the idea, the thesis. So, and then kind of you, you ended up somehow in UAE, if you want to share this part, right? Uh, and, you know, you have been one of the early adopters of blockchain, right? You know, and UAE is an amazing hub for this, right? You know, Iran, you know, my, my part, my business partner, co-founder is there. As I understand, you guys are almost neighbors. <laughs> so, yes, we are. Um, so how would you describe the current level of crypto and, and blockchain adoption in UAE? So when we started the fund, we registered the fund in the US uh, and we, we wanted to be a licensed fund. We were talking to a lot of family offices. They were, they were straight up asking us if this crypto fund is a licensed registered fund and SEC and the other regulatories in the US, I, I can't register it as fund. So my next choice was UAE. In UAE, you can go to places like DIFC, Dubai International District. Uh, AGDM is another organization in Abu Dhabi. You can purchase these, you can apply for these licenses here. You can run a crypto fund here. You can set up a crypto startup here. You can do so many things in a, in a much more sophisticated and organized way. So that was the reason why we shifted to UAE. And the thing about UAE is, Although all the government organizations here, they run like corporates, 
So as people are estimating that blockchain tech will contribute roughly 2 trillion or so to the world economy, this is a huge opportunity for them. And it's a huge opportunity for them to invest in. So I think in 2021, they started seriously looking at blockchain. Uh, each ministry started giving out clear directives on implementing blockchain. Uh, they brought a lot of awareness uh, within this ecosystem. They brought a lot of education uh, within this ecosystem and started implementing blockchain technology within all these ministries. So I think in 2021 itself, almost 50% of all the transactions across all these ministries were on blockchain itself. And when I say transaction, I don't necessarily mean monetary transaction, data transactions too. So they have been super quick in adapting to this technology. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we, we also very closely follow about the upgrades and about the the amazing, like, you know, propelling of the legal framework. By the way, much more, <laughs> much more reasonable than in US and many other Western countries. Uh, that's why it attracts yes. a lot of smart people right now, a lot of people actually moving. Now, the governments around the world are, you know, like still grappling, like, you know, grappling, like, with the idea of how to regulate the crypto space. There's so many pro proposals. Now, how the UAE has approached the challenge of crypto regulation? What do you think they did better than others? So I think instead of like overcomplicating it, they simply took whatever rules and regulations they had in the normal financial world. Uh, if you want to give financial advice, there is a license. Similarly, if you want to give crypto financial advice, there is a license. If you want to manage other people's money, run a normal fund, there is a license in the traditional world. There's a similar license if you want to run, manage money and run a crypto fund. So they just kind of replicated whatever existed in the traditional frameworks, uh, rather than debating on whether a token is security or not, which is what we see happening in the West. So in that way, this is still nascent, but they were able to like implement and set up frameworks and regulations pretty fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and to add and to that, like, go ahead. And and to add to that, I think uh, the financial organization in Dubai, it is called DIFC, Dubai International Financial Center. So mm -hmm. if if as a startup or as a fund, I go to DIFC and I I really want to know how I can set up and help this ecosystem here they will like walk you through everything. They will give you guides on it uh, and they will literally help you end to end on how you can get the license and actually give you the license within like two or three weeks. So it's pretty simple, straightforward, easy to understand, easy to apply, easy to get. Mm -hmm. So, so obviously besides this body, right, you know, there is a specific you know, like D Dubai blockchain strategy, which encompasses like the creation of a metaverse police to monetary legal behavior in virtual worlds and to create, if I'm not mistaken, 40,000 jobs right inside the metaverse and the people who will be employed from UAE. And mm -hmm. so where does Dubai stand now in the pursuit of fully digitized and blockchain powered future, in your opinion? So in 2022, uh, I think the Ministry of Economy here launched an initiative called Next Gen FDI. So the fund that you're talking about is part of that initiative. So they they had some real 
career guidelines they wanted to attract the next gen startups uh and entrepreneurs uh they are ready to help you with visas banking services uh commercial agreements uh there's zero corporate tax uh and i think since then around 700 to 800 crypto companies have already set up uh okx mm-hmm. finance uh blockchain.com and they even set up a dubai virtual asset regulation authority like overarching this entire setup so when when you get all these all these ingredients in one place i think it's it's just a very very nice place to be if you are a builder it's a nice place for you if you are an investor it's a nice place for you it's just it's it's supremely perfectly cooked so so you know there's interesting um the academy and you know the competition sort in a way between dubai and abu dhabi as you mentioned there have different initiatives and recently abu dhabi tech ecosystem hub 71 started a 2 billion dollar initiative to support web3 and blockchain startups in the region right so first of all there will be two two questions in one right so is it correct to compare like dubai and abu dhabi as if it's like almost like silicon valley like something like san francisco and a fi- and like florida or new york or texas and like new york and florida are fighting for the businesses to establish and incorporate there and the second part would be in your opinion what type of uh web3 startups are are smart to choose and why which jurisdiction which part so the the full form of this country is united arab emirates so dubai is a emirate abu dhabi is a emirate they have separate businesses they have separate uh, bank roles and they have separate plans so they are competing with each other and mm-hmm. in terms of in terms of all these crypto regulations and licensing abu dhabi has been a little front runner and nobody really talks about it dubai is on the front page a lot but abu dhabi has been slowly giving out licenses since the last year and a half to two years dubai has only started giving rolling out the licenses uh, this year so they they are already front running in that aspect uh, a lot of mm-hmm. conferences happen in dubai because this is more touristy so you get to hear about dubai more but i think abu dhabi is is where the actual things are have been happening for quite some time now and on the fund uh, i think your question was what kind of companies would they be looking at since they have raised such yes. a huge huge fund so when when i talk about crypto funds like us who understand this web3 space really well i'll i'll really end up investing in defi nft space or nft infra uh, bitcoin defi and there there are a lot more verticals that we as crypto funds understand but when a when a fund which is governed by a sovereign wealth fund they start such a uh, such an initiative i think what they are looking for are companies who are actually building real life use cases using blockchain tech uh rather than people building things for blockchain developers or uh web3 degen users so they can so i think how governments have evolved here is just going to make it easier for them to just invest in companies who are building tech which can be useful in the oil and gas industry which can be useful in the shipping industry most of the oil and gas industry here is truly uses blockchain to this state 
and most of the shipping industry here already has started implementing blockchain technology within themselves so i think as a fund their focus would be majorly towards that mhm interesting so so in your opinion right now like overall the ua early recognition of the potential of blockchain technology and the proactive obviously right you know the, the proactive approach in exploring its use cases it allowed the country to position itself as a leader as a, not only like in the region but i would say a global leader right so a lot of funds are moving headquarters there exchanges as you mentioned right big eco- ecosystems So how do you see Taiki Blo- uh, Block Ventures contributing to this evolution of the blockchain industry in the region? So when we launched the fund in UAE we already committed and we had plans that we'll commit at least 25% of the fund to the startups which are coming from this region. Uh mm-hmm. and we I I'll quickly I'll quickly want to talk about our general partner. So um, our general partner's name is Prashant Malik. He's a Silicon Valley veteran. He was an ex-Facebook guy, first fifteen employees at Facebook. He built something called uh, Apache Cassandra when he was at Facebook. It is now the world's biggest distributed database system that exists out there. Netflix runs on it. Instagram runs on it. Facebook Messenger runs on it. Apple Cloud runs on it. So. All the initiatives in this region, what they want to do is. they want to create this uae blockchain ecosystem into a next silicon valley of sorts and my general partner kind of fits that bill where he has all he was already in silicon valley and built a lot of successful startups there so we really want to invest in companies who are coming in from this region and also we come with that expertise that we can help these companies being built and to scale properly So that's the vision as a fund we have for UAE. Mm-hmm. And so for for a project, a Web three project that is looking into potentially relocating into UAE, right? So right now, what which which do you think would make sense, right? You know, first of all, you mentioned that you know about the front runner, the Abu Dhabi in Dubai, and competing. But in terms of the practical aspects. Let's talk about the early stage seed or pre-seed project that it needs to raise few million dollars, right? What would you advise them? What would be the first steps for them? The first step for them would be to set up their shop here. Uh none of the funds within this region including the family offices there is a lot of risk capital in UAE uh which can help you raise but in order to tap into that you got to build a base in this region you got to be registered here take up the appropriate licenses it doesn't take a lot of time it is pretty straightforward uh and then just talk to them meet a, meet as many people as you can and just raise your funds yeah so say send so set up legal entity or headquarters and make sure that the company is established in UAE and from there you know start start networking in other words right? start networking start networking because there there aren't a lot of venture capital funds here there are a lot of funds which are run by sovereign wealth funds in the background so they would only be interested in you if you have a setup here and if you are paying taxes in this region uh, and are helping the uae economy so those are the things which you need to consider that makes total sense 
Okay, that's beautiful. So we have already questions from our community. So we'll jump right next to it. Um, so I'm just going to review and you feel free to answer in any shape or form you are willing. Um, so <laughs> I love the nickname. Chad GPT <laughs> short from YouTube is asking, what makes Dubai the perfect location for fundraisers, venture capitalists and influencers? Why are the most cool Web3 events in Dubai? Uh, the more actually you end web three events in Dubai. <laughs> Dubai yeah, maybe the last man. part is next. <laughs> <laughs> Dubai is beautiful, hence hence all the events happening. And I, I think since since the culture here is there are a lot of people from all across the world. Uh there are a lot there are a lot of people from Europe, there are a lot of people from Southeast Asia, from the US. Uh, so I, I think it's just a very good place to network and build your connections if you're starting out in the Web3 world. Uh, there are a lot of veterans who you can meet at the conferences. There are a lot of newcomers whom you can meet at the conference. And I think it's just a very, very good place to network. There is a... Okay, so I'm going to ask you now a curveball. So Olsen from YouTube is asking, if the UAE is a booming safe haven for crypto, why would Kraken drop all, all their services in UAE, Dirham, and close their office? Is it a political decision? I think it might be a political one. Kraken, Kraken is big in the US, right? The SEC is also... It, has a charter, it says a charter license, yes, which you, you remember recent events. The US yeah. right now push them to stop all the staking operations, right? So uh, might be something connected to that as well, you know? Yeah. There are a lot of insider information. Like when, when you're running a company that big, you get, we see it on Twitter. Like maybe if I see it today, they would know it for at least 10 days. Uh, they, they act, they act beforehand. Got it. Okay. So, um, the protector 41 from Twitter is asking, according to media reports, UAE royalty is rolling a Sharia compliant virtual currency called Islamic coin. Can this initiative inspire other countries to adopt digital currencies issued by central banks? So I, I actually met the founder of the Islamic coin that this guy is talking about a few weeks ago at an event. That guy raised okay. mad money from this region. He raised like 150 million or something. And wow. he's going to, he's going to take that product really, really big in a huge way. He, if, if you know Sharia law, Sharia law is, is the Islamic law. They are really, really serious about it. So he, he, he hit that law bullseye. Uh, I think in Sharia law, it, it governs how you can interact with money, if I'm not wrong. So. My normal Bitcoin yeah. and Ethereum won't fly there, and he he they're has very he has careful worked it out. With, with loans. Yeah, they're very careful with debt, debt component. Yeah. You know, so there's specific specific terms how you can loan money, how you credit, how credit works. So there is restrictions. Um, yeah, there is you know in in certain big bank like private banking and investment banking there is. Speci specific departments that only specialize on Sharia compliant investment banking. <laughs> so, um, 
it's very it's very smart very smart move yeah it's it's, it's very know, the, the the guy was super smart man like i have to give it to him he, he was super smart he was a speaker at an event i met him after the event uh, during dinner like he was sharp he knew exactly i i won't say how to game this entire thing but he was very very smart about capturing this opportunity raising big money the product is already out there and people have started using it to be honest mm-hmm. going okay. to go big beautiful okay so uh moving on to <laughs> to the other part you know like um we with rafael who from youtube is asking the permissionless nature of crypto makes me dislike regulatory activities how does the dubai virtual asset regulatory authority uh perform in this region do they encourage growth i mean you partially answer to this maybe something that yeah. missed so i don't think they have built a full full fledged regulatory framework as of now uh mm-hmm. they did announce that these are these basic things which you can do and which you can't do and later this year they are going to expand and really build a very comprehensive framework uh i think they have been open enough to understand that this ecosystem is ever evolving so it's not like uh they came with some regulations but they are open to expanding those regulations and making them uh making creating them on the go got it then it, it would be best to like check out the dubai dubai virtual asset uh, regulatory authority is is what governs all these rules and regulations so it might be worth to just check out their website mm mm-hmm. We have some more fun questions coming out your way. Mark says to YouTube is asking, "Who knows it's possible to buy groceries and, and even luxury cars with crypto in the UAE?" Uh, but uh, are there people using these services? Is there is it easier to shop with crypto compared to fiat? It is. Uh you can use crypto at certain places here in Dubai. and i have it on some good authority that the transport department here is going to allow crypto payments within public transport very soon uh i can't name names but this is this is legit new a lot of people have started talking about it outside of the transport department and it's going to be a reality very soon wow that's impressive Um Diego from YouTube is asking according to the study from Recap Dubai is the second most crypto ready city in the world after London what are the differences between these two cities and how can Dubai catch up with London I didn't even know London is close to I, I, number 1 I, I didn't know London was number 1 <laughs> <laughs> I uh, yeah no no, no straight answer to that <laughs> I I would refrain to cuz yeah I would say Dubai is number 1 and London maybe maybe as an old financial hub yes we give respect to London you know New York <laughs> but crypto not even close okay yeah. <laughs> um so uh some more general question captain hotel is asking from youtube what is the agenda of big players in dubai right now which type of projects get their attention and why i think blockchain infrastructure projects are what people are after in dubai these days at least that's what i have sensed uh 
there has been a lot of metaverse projects which have come out of this region and they built it out but they didn't succeed properly in the last year and a half or so uh, now suddenly you see a shift in everybody's sentiment that now they are started looking at blockchain infra yeah and so we're here a lot same. of nft projects still keep floating around uh, though but i haven't seen i haven't seen a lot of super good ones Mm-hmm. I mean, there's another general question, you know, that you partially reply, but maybe just elaborate a little bit. Mehudi Hussain from LinkedIn is asking, at the end of the day, what is the driving force behind Dubai uh, and the UAE? It is just they, uh, they, they adopted early or there were other points that we miss? Hmm. So from from a UAE government's perspective, they just look at all these opportunities which exist, uh, and to them, this blockchain tech is a very very big opportunity, and they see all these other countries fighting it. Uh, they clearly are not fighting it. For them, like if they tap into this, if they enable a quick deployment of startups, uh, it will really help their help grow their economy. Uh, and i think that is what their main focus is at this point that is why you see them creating all yeah. these regulatory frameworks that is how you see them allow allow people to host these 10 million different huge events in dubai every year so it's 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 just huge business opportunity for them yeah i mean let's be let's be realistic also dubai has enriched its country with oil right you know so oil is one of the biggest driver to the economy now they have this billions of dollars that they're sitting there right and not <laughs> parked right so you can obviously how how much how much like golden uh, i don't know helicopters bentleys and bugattis <laughs> you can buy right and then you you sit there and you think okay well i might as well try to develop infrastructure i might as well create a big hub in the country i might as well help the people and i think let's be realistic also on the other side and i want to pick your brain on this uh there was a different question but i'll i'll tweak it so dubai is a zero income tax so for expats whoever is moving there i mean think about it you made 30 to 50 million dollars in an exit anywhere in the united states or you europe you would pay probably half right just from 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 capital gains right in dubai you would pay zero right <laughs> so yeah so they they don't take any taxes but here's the funny thing if i want a license they would charge me very heavily for it and i'll pay a renewal fee on the license every year every action everything that i want to do they will say that you will have to take so and so license and each license has a set, set of fee involved and the fees are not cheaper and uh, they charge nicely so that's how they make it and i i noticed you you mentioned oil in fact dubai doesn't have a lot of oil wells abu dhabi and the remaining emirates they do dubai has oil money too but comparatively lot lesser uh, hence hence they came up with this brilliant strategy of building dubai the way it is now to draw up all this tourism 
So they they have slightly slightly different routes. Yes, oil money, but slightly different way to how they build this entity. Which is very smart route. Listen, a lot of people now consider. First of all, you mentioned a tourist trip to Dubai, right? You know, there's iconic buildings. You know, then and then there is a lot of entertainment, shopping uh, available. Uh, and besides that, obviously, yes, business climate. It's like think about it. It's like regulatory SaaS business, right? So, like you, yeah. you just sell licenses, and it's like you you want to pay for those licenses because you make so much economy on the taxes that you're happy to pay this, right? So it makes sense for for the uh, fund or a startup, and it makes sense for the government, which is very smart at the end of the day. Yeah, it's it's nice. Yeah, to be any. Here. It is life. Life is super uh, easy in Dubai. I must say, I would encourage yeah, anybody who to... who wants to build a Web three startup, like they just mm-hmm. come to Dubai. So what's okay? So last, last more on a personal level. What is the the comfortable amount per month a person should have to live in Dubai? Mm, depends person to person. <laughs> like, I, I knew you would answer mean, this. Like, but let's let's be realistic. Okay, the middle class, something that you will have good, good, good level of life. You know, of course, it depends on the person. But uh, if you're a startup owner, right, and you you want to move with your team and you want to make sure everyone is more or less comfortable, you know, I think I would range it somewhere around five thousand to six thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. If I'm being very conservative, you are not going on boat trips every Sunday or doing skydives every sunday then then <laughs> if you indulge then just keep adding it if adding the bill <laughs> got it that's uh that's nice <laughs> okay that's why that's why they have the famous friends come to dubai for bb right okay <laughs> okay yes i'm sure there are a lot of opportunities to spend more money um Great. I mean, you helped us to understand how to approach different opportunities. There's different networking hubs. There is a lot of funds to approach. You guys are actively investing. So obviously, whoever is listening to this, if you have a startup, uh, you're, what is the best way to reach you guys? So should they apply on through your website or? Applying through our website would be the easiest way. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 been really nice, Ganesh, to connect with you, to learn from you. Um, you know, I've I, I had a lot of fun, you know, learning more things about Dubai. Definitely looking forward to be there soon. Um, and we appreciate your time. Uh, wishing you success and with your thesis and with your amazing senior team uh, to deploy into more great Web3 companies. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yes, and thank you for our audience. Thank you for everyone for joining Games Hub today. And we're going to see you uh, in two weeks at 4 p.m. UTC uh, or 12 uh, p.m. EST at YouTube Live, LinkedIn Live, and Twitter Live. See you guys. Thank you. Stay tuned with Games Hub, a crypto talk show by GamesPad. <laughs>